We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA Front Office Show. I'm Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, that was a blast the other day getting to break down. I guess it was yesterday. It doesn't feel like it's only been a day because so much is going on in the NBA right now. We did our live stream. Oh, we had so many people in talking about the Kyrie Irving trade. We got more to break down on that. But man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Hey, yo, shouts to everybody who swung in there. It's absolutely incredible. No, no matter where you came from, whether it was YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or I don't know, MySpace somehow or something, <laughs> you know, in, the, in that realm. Um, it, it was awesome to have so many people in there. It, there was one point where I, I had the YouTube stream up on a separate window and the chat was going so fast, couldn't even read it. Like yep. it was, you know, so many people in there. And it wasn't people just spamming nonsense either. It was like, like just people with thoughts on, you know, the trade and the trades that didn't happen and yep. a million questions about the fallout. It was really, really cool. And it was, it was awesome to spend. I mean, we went for basically an hour yesterday on it and guess what? There's <laughs> still mm. more to come because this There's trade more. is not complete yet. So the trade is not complete. And the reason why is because, well, potentially it could be expanded into a bigger deal. Potentially one, potentially one ring fleet and Spencer Dinwiddie with draft, draft assets going from the Brooklyn Nets. So this could go from a two-team deal into a three-team deal, whereas effectively, as much as we look at it as Brooklyn sending Dinwiddie to the Raptors, that's not really what would happen. It would be the Mavs would be sending Spencer Dinwiddie to the Raptors. It would turn into a three-team trade. The Nets would send some sort of draft compensation. That's not clear right now, but it's sounding like these discussions are happening. There is a little bit of urgency because the Mavs want Kyrie Irving in uniform for them on Wednesday. They want him in practice tomorrow. So this needs to get done sometime soon. And that does pre mm -hmm. prevent uh, provide a little bit of urgency beyond just, hey, the trade, de de uh, trade deadline is Thursday. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny because we're, we're at a point where anytime you make these trades, teams are kind of in goofy spots where, where you mm -hmm. can end up seeing, uh, you know, guys – uh, shorthanded rosters and all these kind of things. This always happens trade deadline week. And, you know, sometimes a couple of days after the trade deadline, but the Nets and Mavericks both play tonight. Obviously both teams have no, no thought at all that any of these players will suit up right. for them tonight. Chances are they may not even be in the cities yet uh, where, where they need to be to do that. But yeah, I mean, 
Dallas is Luca is questionable right now. He's got got that. Uh, I believe it's an ankle injury, so we don't know if he'll play, or I think it's a heel injury actually. Um, so we don't know what's going on with him. Obviously, the Nets are down Kevin Durant, so they'd like to get guys on the floor. So uh, Woj is reporting multiple people reporting that the trade's trying to be expanded. Mm-hmm. Woj is the only one I've seen report like. But Dallas is basically saying well, we got to get it done today. So, yeah. so we'll we'll see if you know if this ultimately goes through as just the two team construction we know about, or if it gets expanded. If it gets expanded, that gets to be you know even more fun because we'll see even more you know uh, players and stuff moving around. So yeah, a lot lot of stuff to come yet with this one. I don't I don't think we can uh, write the full book on this story at least from the net side. Um, Keith, this is I don't think this is breaking news here or anything. I'm not going to hit the button. But D'Angelo Russell just tweeted, accept the things you can't change, change the things you can, and have the wisdom to know the difference. I mean, that's obviously a very mm. famous quote. Is there uh, this, but look, that's a that's a famous quote. You, you see it all the time. Sure. Um, but this time of year, is there something to that, you think? I mean, I, I mean, maybe you, you you can never tell with, with this stuff. I've told this story, but I'll tell it again because I think it's worth telling because I think it's funny. If nothing else is I was in the visiting locker room at the Amway Center covering a magic game and a player on the visiting team came in and told all his teammates pregame. He said, hey, guys, watch this. And they all gathered around and he was a player who was in trade rumors and he tweeted the eyeball emoji, like the whole like, ah, you know, kind of eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And then everybody like cracked up laughing watching it as like just how crazy the replies and and quote tweets and everything went to that so it was a you know that's just you know sometimes guys tweet stuff sometimes it's you know maybe they heard something maybe they they heard a rumor somewhere i i don't know i mean chris paul was pretty uh open today saying like hey i you know heard stuff on twitter just like when i actually yeah. got traded uh before i heard heard about it through twitter first so uh chris haynes told the story on his podcast with mark stein um that he reached out to chris paul and was like hey i'd like to report it but if it's going to cause you problem chris paul and apparently his response was hey man you got work you you got a job to do too so do what you got to do so it's as much as I, I I have a tweet now that I bookmarked that is something like I will not overreact to players tweeting eyeball emojis and, <laughs> and like if I repeated like eight times and then I said proceed so react player players tweeting eyeball emojis like that's kind of what this is to me. See, mine is like I won't overreact to any specific rumor because mm-hmm. I've literally like from from people who would know things I've heard like conflicting information just over the last, over the last few days. I mean, it's just this time of year. And so, but so anyway, this, this, this deal thing, it's, it's nothing (laughs) until it's something, nothing until it's something. Yep. All right. Let's talk a little bit about LeBron James. We didn't talk a lot about his reaction potentially to the Kyrie situation. Well, he actually gave a reaction, Uh, did an interview with Mike Wilbon on, uh, on ESPN and he reacted to the Kyrie trade and said, yes, he's disappointed that it didn't go down, but he's already refocused and he's focused on this team and making a push and thinks that they can contend with anybody and, and all of that sort of stuff. This was a very quick for LeBron that's been, you know, he's been on Twitter. He's been, been tweeting the kind of stuff you're talking about, kind of the eyeball emoji type stuff. Um, he was very quick to, I don't want to say walk it back, but give his response that seemed to de-escalate any type of thought that maybe he's upset with the situation. What what was your your take on that? Yeah, one first of all, I thought it was 
pretty cool that he'd even go on record, right? Because a yeah. lot of guys would would wait to be interviewed, you know, pregame or postgame and in a situation like that or pre or post practice and basically give the like, hey, I'm with these guys who are in my locker room. Like, I thought it was cool that he pretty openly said like, yeah, I was hoping we'd get him, right? And you know, we didn't. So now we are moving forward with, you know, the guys who are here. And I think LeBron is also – you know, I've said this repeatedly. He's one of the smartest guys we've had in the game ever. So I think he's in a position where he knows they're not done. It's not like, well, the Kyrie trade didn't happen. So this is the Lakers roster for the rest of the year. There's still a lot of stuff that could happen before Thursday. So I think he is in a position where it's, you know, hey, you know, we're just going to kind of move forward with that. So, but I thought it was neat that he just, you know, recognized it anyway. I thought, it was kind of funny, you know, and I made a joke about it when he tweeted last night. I was like, that sounds like a title of a Taylor Swift song, right? Because it was just kind of funny, you know, and it kind of did sound like a title maybe, of a Taylor Maybe it's Swift me. Song. Yeah, right? So it's like, I mean, it's kind of just funny, but, you know, like we're in a position where I thought it was neat that he actually addressed it today and, you know, said what he said about it. Like, I, I think that's cool. It's, it's hard because these guys – they walk a fine line because one, there can be whole tampering issues and all sure. that stuff. But also like, you don't, you don't want to say something and then have to turn around and walk in the locker room and be like, Hey, what's up, Russ? Like, like ready to go yeah. tonight. Right. Like, right. Cause that's hard. Right. I mean, cause I mean, they're, they're people at the end of the day and people like to, well, they make millions of dollars. Like that doesn't prevent you from having feelings. Like, you know, stuff happens. So it's just, yeah, but, but I, I thought it was refreshing, I guess, is the best way to put it. They actually gave a real answer uh, to to what his thoughts were on it. And we'll, we'll kind of see where it goes from here. Yeah, uh, we'll see. And, and I mean, potentially uh, there's some strategy behind it as well in terms of, you know, he's not coming out and saying Lakers have to get something done. I think that pressure is going to presume to be there regardless, but he's not putting that added pressure. He tried to maybe walk back some of that a little bit so that um, there isn't that, hey, you guys need to get something done, so you better give us everything you've got because mm -hmm. LeBron wants you to get something done, right? I mean, that's yeah. always going to be there, but that interview, I think, didn't hurt either. Um, yeah, and the reality is, I mean, we can all say that the Lakers should have done X, Y, and Z, and, you know, you can scream and yell that the Nets should have taken the Lakers off sure. or it's, you know, and those kind of things, but the reality is teams are going to do what's best for themselves today, tomorrow, multiple years down the line and you know i mean it, it is funny that people are laughing about like you know and i've made the jokes too in the past of like we're really worried about 12 and 14 year olds like well what are we doing here right we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need indeed. But like that is a concern and it's not always a concern for anybody who's involved in the trade right now. It's generally more of a concern for ownership and people like that who are like, Hey, you'll be long gone, retired by the time we're making those picks. We'll probably have a different general manager and coach and different players. Like I'm still going to be here and I, I'm going to have to deal with the fallout of like, Hey, we don't have any picks for the next, you know, half decade or more. Yep. So that's, that's, you know, something to factor in as well with that. I will say this, if we can touch on that whole portion of that uh, reporting, it's been a little odd to me that we're getting this many specifics and I, right? it seems weird. Like where would these be coming mm-hmm. from? I wanted because, to talk to you about this. Yeah. Cause if it's the nets, like, why like the nets are you're burning bridges right if you're yeah. leaking it if it's and, and you don't you don't want your fans saying oh you should have taken that offer or mm-hmm. you should have done that yeah. it doesn't benefit the nets i don't the right. sun's one is the one that's particularly confusing because mm-hmm. that's a little like hey you know if they're the ones putting it out there like hey we offered chris paul like that's how hard we tried doesn't to get him like that them. seems a little odd with this the lakers one doesn't seem as crazy to me because i think we all knew right we all knew it was rust picks and stuff if need be i will say this i don't think at any point anybody was going to let austin reeves and max christie be the difference between getting a kyrie irving trade done or not i i don't think the lakers were holding back those two guys they just you know i know it's hard because we're all we all get i'm dealing with it with celtics fans right now we're like well, we can't give up this player and it's like that sure. dude plays like once every two weeks whether it's peyton pritchard or some other guy at the end of the bench like austin reeves is a nice young player pending free agent needs signed Max Christie, I mean, he's not even a regular rotation guy. He plays occasionally, right, for them. So it's not like you were talking like, hey, you know, we're giving up, you know, some some amazing bench player who's under team control for years and years and years. It's like we we, we got to have a little balance with this. So I don't think that's what held anything up there. I think it was the Nets looked at it and said, we like this offer better. We're getting a, a different pick that we really value and we're getting a couple guys where they keep them or not. We'll see. But I think, I think that's, if you're the net side, it is, you know, we're going here. So, you know, that, I just want to make sure we talked about that briefly too. Yeah. And, and you know what, like the nets, we talked about it yesterday. I, I actually, I thought they got a pretty good deal given the circumstances. Mm-hmm. I thought the pieces they had, and who knows, maybe it'll be Fred Van Vliet in a, in a moment mm-hmm. here, depending on what, what happens with that. Yeah. Um, for a team that had no leverage, right? Like, yes. like completely no leverage at all. Like, yes, I agree. They they did quite well for themselves. Um, there is a, a rumor out there. This is from, from Shams Jarania that a Utah Jazz Lakers trade, which we've heard in the past, would include Jake Fisher had the pieces, would include Mike Conley. Uh, it would have you would have Jared Vanderbilt in the mix as well. Um the, and uh and Beasley, you have all these pieces. And it would be, according to Shams Trania for Russell Westbrook, would be a one-pick trade for the Lakers. Um, that, to me, that doesn't feel like a very Danny Ainge deal, Keith. I mean, I the, Lake, <laughs> the Lakers side of me says, I hope that's true, but I don't. I, I, that doesn't have the ring of truth to it. And, and we've talked about from the Lakers side, would you actually do it if it was both the picks and and all that? And we can go back and forth on that, but that that seems that doesn't seem like a very Danny Ainge deal, does it? Yeah, no, it doesn't because it feels like you're letting the Lakers off the hook 
pretty easily there because we've all along assumed it's one pick to take on Russ. And then the other pick is for whatever you're, you're getting right in that trade. So that's how, how you want to think about that. And I, I think, yeah, if you're, if you're the jazz, like, yeah, you're going to tell them like, no, we need both. And maybe the Lakers have looked at it and said, we're not doing both. Like yeah. we're going to, we're going to hold firm here and say, no, like either you take, you know, the, the one pick didn't, Good luck if you can get better. And I tend to think Utah maybe does better than if they split those guys up in individual trades. But yeah, it's one of those where if if it's Russ and a pick for those three guys, done. That, why are we even yeah. wait, like call that it call should have been scheduled? Let's go. Right. Like, yeah, that's 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 you know madness if we're holding on that. And I could get if they were holding like, okay, we're gonna play out the Kyrie thing. That's done yeah. now. That ship has sailed. So yeah, get on this one and get get moving because you're you're not going to get better than adding three you know really good depth pieces. Probably would instantly be the three best players coming off the bench. I think without a doubt for the Lakers, maybe even Conley starts. But they, that would all get sorted itself. Yeah. But like that's you know three really good guys that you'd be getting coming in with some modicum of team control and those kind of things moving forward on those guys. So yeah, I, I that. It, something seems off with that reporting. I, I, it just seems weird from both sides. Now, on the flip side, there was also a report that the Jazz see those players as each worth a first-round pick individually. Mm-hmm. That also doesn't doesn't seem very very <laughs> yeah, right. So maybe somewhere in the middle is where is where that ultimately would exist. Um, all right, let's jump over to the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry. Oh boy. Um, no, Keith, you, we talked about it a little bit on the live stream yesterday. I don't fully understand what the injury is. I, it, very technical, but the bottom line is the Warriors are going to be without Steph Curry for a period of time. Most likely, this is going to knock him out of the All Star game. We're probably looking at, according to Zach Lowe, a month maybe of no Steph Curry for for the Golden State Warriors. That's a t- that's tough in a very compact Western Conference. I'm not predicting that they're going to drop out of the playoff race or anything like that. I think they can still stay afloat, but that's going to be difficult for them to for them to battle through here. No, without a doubt, I think the silver lining, good news, if you're if you're saying it's anywhere from the three to four week range, is one of those weeks is the All Star break. So there's yeah. no games. You're not missing them for any kind of games. Because if you're the Warriors, you just assume he doesn't play in the All Star game anyway. Right, because there's nothing there's nothing really to be gained by that. You're happy you got named, but you're not upset that he's gonna miss that. Uh it sounds like there's no um like like severe structural damage uh from the from what they said the injury is, and then I read Jeff Stott's breakdown of it. Sounds like it's you know what what it is is it's a it's a series of like things that, that are wrong. And mostly what it sounds like reading is it's just extremely painful, which is why he can't play through it. But it is something that's non-surgical and will heal with time and all that. So if they're, if it's three weeks to a month, you're fine if you're the Warriors. You'd rather not, obviously, but you, you can get through that. If it turns into like six to eight weeks, then that becomes a major problem, right? Because now you're talking, we got to get through a large chunk of the rest of the season without Steph, and that's that gets really, really difficult. So let's see, you know, if we get any more details. This will probably turn into the, you know, we'll update because I think the Warriors' official update was, you know, we'll update more when appropriate or whatever it is they put on that. 
we'll see if that turns into you know just before the all-star break maybe just after the all-star break we get an update but yeah i would say definitely no all-star for steph curry and then the question becomes when do we see him play again yeah yeah absolutely absolutely um you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Is this an easy? I mean, the, the the question has been posed: What happens with the All Star situation with Kyrie now moving to the West? Now with Curry moving out, does that then mean an Eastern Conference player needs to come in? Yeah. So there was a little bit of reporting to this that said uh, the NBA won't do anything with the Kyrie part of it because okay. they don't feel necessarily the need to fully upset the apple cart there because Kyrie is. The, the conferences don't really matter once they the teams matter. are named. Right. So it sounds like what they'll do is they're just going to name a straight injury replacement for Stephen Curry. You know, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Anthony Edwards, whoever, you know, uh, they, they, they go to with that. We've seen, you know, both of those names seem to be the ones that most often mm-hmm. are being mentioned and both very, very deserving uh, to go if they, they go. So, so we'll see, you know, with that, but yeah, I think I thought it was kind of funny. Whereas, you know, you know, do you like, could that be the way, right? Just move Kyrie over and then another East guy gets to go. Maybe James Harden mm-hmm. gets named in the Eastern conference. I, I don't even know if Adam Silver can just be like, look, I pick whoever they, they damn well please now. Like, and I put in whoever I, I don't have to, deal with any of this conference or position stuff because it's all out the window. So I really don't know what to make of all of it. Well, Anthony Davis has already talked about how excited he is to go on vacation with his family instead of going <laughs> yeah. to the So I, I know which way he, he is hoping this goes and it's, and it's not him. Um, the, the veteran guys, once they've been several times, they would just yeah. assume many of them, yeah. I would love to be named and then just not go. They would rather have like, Hey, I want the four or five days. I can be off. I can go hang out with my family. So more warm too, because it's not it's not not like this is in Miami or in you know Southern California where it's gonna be nice and warm. It's in Utah, which is beautiful, but it's not like everybody's flocking there in the middle of February for the weather. Like right the salmon of Capistrano. Yeah, right. So yeah, so I think a lot of these guys are like, hey, you know, get me somewhere, you know, get, get me down into you know the Caribbean or down into you know somewhere in Mexico, somewhere nice and warm. I'm gonna hang out there for a few days, recharge, and be ready to go. So yeah, I don't blame Anthony Davis because the funniest locker rooms in the world are the ones right before the all-star break because guys they 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 are like, all right, you need a post post game interview out of me. Yeah, yep. we played, game happened. We won, we lost, 
See you next week. Like that's well, it. Like they, both teams they, played hard. I got a flight. Yeah, to catch. yeah. Everybody was there. You know, safe travels, everyone. And like guys are like running out of that locker room to catch flights that night to scattered all over the place. So Honestly. yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's the it's a classroom before spring break, man. It's, it's the way it goes. Um, that's why you get weird results too, right before yeah, the yeah. All-Star break. Because some team, I mean, the Celtics last year absolutely tearing through the league at that point and they lost to the detroit pistons right before the all-star break and everybody's like what happened like it could snap a huge win streak and you know where did this go and it's like yeah it was an unfocused effort because half the roster was already on vacation in their minds yeah. somewhere yeah they got they got their flip-flops in the mm-hmm. in the locker room and they're ready to go yep. that's it um hey speaking of of the south i didn't even put this down as a topic so but let me just i'll just ask you just flat out <laughs> Is uh is Jalen Brown getting traded for Kevin Durant? Like, is is this happening? <laughs> well, as we record this on uh on Monday night, Jalen Brown is is out of the lineup due to his right? illness. Eyeball emojis. Yeah, so I a hundred percent assume that means he's he's going to be traded. No, I I don't know. I don't think so because it would, this would take the Nets going in a very different direction. That seems like the one they're going in, which would obviously be they're trading Kevin Durant. I will continue to say what I said over the summer about this. If it was Jalen Brown plus one other thing to match salary plus a draft pick, you have to do it if you're the Celtics. Kevin Durant is that good. You would go into any playoff series knowing at the very worst, we have two of the best three players on the floor, if not the two best players on the floor. Uh, There's only a handful of series you would go into where that may not be true. The other thing, though, is if it is what it was over the summer, which was Jalen Brown, plus, 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 that's too much. Then you don't do it because then you erode your depth. You you make a big mess of your roster right now. And then you end up in a spot where it just it, it, it doesn't – it's not going to go the way you want it to go. So that's where I think we're very much in a position where I don't think anything's happening here, mostly because I don't think the Nets are doing anything. So um, that's kind of kind of where where I see that. Uh, Keith, this is a complete aside and, and doesn't have anything to do with our show whatsoever. Is Robert Williams playing tonight? He is, I believe. Okay. My he should fantasy, be. He wasn't my, my fantasy team needs to know. So th- this was important <laughs> that I, that I put this in, into the show, but a pre Cornet is out though. With, okay. a, with, with a, with a sprained ankle. Not that anybody should have Luke Cornet on any form of fantasy roster anywhere, right. but just, just in case. All right. Let, let's finish up with this. So, uh, a little bit of business. The CBA opt-out deadline pushed back again. Officially, um, too. It, uh, the tweet just came yep. out. I just saw it. Um, yeah. So this was, we celebrated this when it happened the first time because yep. we said this is a good sign that they're talking. They're not just, that's it. We're opting out and tear this thing up. And, you know, because that can push you towards a, a bad place. What are your thoughts on it now that this has been pushed back again? Is that is that still a good sign that, okay, the sides are still talking. They're still optimistic that they're going to, you know, figure this thing out or, or how should we take this? Yeah, I think this is continues to be good news. It's, it is not great news for the teams and players who are, who are wondering if we'd have any form of, uh, you know, CBA changes, trade rule changes, contract changes, extension changes done prior to the trade deadline, mm-hmm. or just even a sense of this is what the future of the CBA will look like. Um, unfortunately, we don't have that. So everybody's kind of going in with, are we going to run with what we know today? Um, but this is good news because this is two sides are working together still. So this is not being done out of animosity because if there was animosity, they would not have agreed 
you know, one side or the other would have said, we're opting out and, and that's it. And we move forward. So again, nothing would have happened this season. This season is fine. We'll get all the way through the NBA finals and the NBA draft uh, draft. Just, I don't know how many people know that's kind of the last major event on the league calendar each year. Cause it's, this would, this would really take effect July 1st. If there was going to be any kind of stoppage or anything like that, it would all happen July 1st, but I don't think we're going to get there. I think both sides are working together. They're probably ironing out details. Sounds like ownership has basically said, Hey, that upper spending limit, which is, this is the absolute yeah. max any team can spend. Sounds like they've let that go. The players union was never going to let that get pushed through without significant concessions elsewhere. So I, I, my guess is this is, Hey, we can't iron out all these details in the next few days. Let's push back again. We bought ourselves another basically two months. Cause now it's the end of March. We'll get everything hammered out, ironed out. We'll be ready to go. And, you know, we'll move right into July with a new CBA and moving forward and we'll have a whole bunch of new stuff to learn and new rules and all that other stuff. Cause there will be changes coming for sure. Now it was mentioned and I can't remember, maybe it was Mark Stein who said, somebody said this, that this does complicate things a little bit at the trade deadline because teams would ideally like to know exactly what's in this new CBA. And that what was Woj. Was okay. That was, that was Woj. Okay. So yeah. what, what's in that? So, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean teams aren't going to make trades at the deadline or anything, but there's just that little bit of extra uncertainty that, that uh, mm -hmm. they have to factor into their decision-making. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They've got to work through a little bit more now with, you know, all right, where, where are we? Oh, the trade is done. Uh, the Kyrie trade is, is, is official. Um, so no Fred Van, no Lee. changes. No. Yeah. No roping in another team. Uh, looks that that's from Sham Sharani, a Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney Smith, 2029 and two, the two seconds all from Dallas that we knew headed to, uh, to, um, to Brooklyn. So, okay. so looks like they couldn't get it done. Able, yeah. Not able yeah. to come to an agreement with the Raptors. And like I said, there was a, that time constraint they needed to get yeah. it done so the Mavs could process the trade and, and move on. So let, let's let's get into that if we can just briefly sure. why that matters because they did have a couple people like well what difference just do whatever you're going to do tomorrow with the guys you have it doesn't necessarily work that way because now the Nets can't they can't aggregate Dinwiddie and Finney Smith without with other outgoing salary they have to be traded as individual pieces so what they would have been doing is hey we're sending out 36 million in Kyrie. Irving salary, almost 37 million after his trade bonus, we can bring in, you know, X money for that and then reroute um, 
Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, whatever it is somewhere, or we could have, you know, if it was like, Hey, we're going to send Dinwiddie and I don't know, Stephen or Seth Curry rather to, to another, to the Raptors. Great. So that, that happens that we fold them into the deal or whatever it is. That's how that could have gotten done. Now it's just a little harder if they want to do that. So if they want to go get Fred Van Vliet or another point guard or whatever it is, it just becomes that much trickier for them. And they won't, it's, it's now at the 60 day reaggregation restriction for the nets on those guys. So that won't be able to happen at any time before the deadline. So, yeah. uh, so we're just, this is probably what it is. And my guess is uh, those guys aren't necessarily going anywhere. They're probably sticking right, right, uh, right, right where they are. Yeah. I was going to say makes it, makes it significantly more likely that it's just, it is what it is. It's going to be Spencer Dinwiddie yeah. going to the nets. Yeah. Oh, and Dash Joms just clarified too. Markeith Moore is still involved and in still being traded to, to Dallas too. So, okay. Don't forget about Markeith. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, that should about wrap things up for today. But again, trade deadline coming up on Thursday, three o'clock Eastern time. Lot to break down, I'm sure, over the course of the week. So make sure you are subscribing to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. And don't forget to go find the podcast version on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.